You're listening to Breaking Out, a podcast by singer, songwriter, and blogger Shannon Rains. This weekly podcast is designed to help believers in all stages of their walk with Christ learn to break out of old ways of thinking that keep them from living the full life that Christ has designed for them. I'm breaking out, moving on, standing tall. I'm breaking out, moving on, standing tall. I'm breaking out. Hello and welcome. I am so excited you're joining me for another season of my Breaking Out podcast. I believe this is going to be a year of amazing transformation for so many people. A year where we get closer to God and discover all he wants for us. One where you no longer have to guess and feel lost, but one where you know you are walking hand in hand with the only one who has the answers and knows what the next step is. It seems like the start of each year is a mixture of both encouragement of a fresh start and then also some looking back. The importance for me in looking back is seeing that where I've been is not really where I want to be, that there are some things in my life that it's time to let go of, some of that being my own need to stay in control of my own life, and I know that God can take care of my life and give me the peace that I desire, yet allowing him to do that and trusting him to do that's been a pretty slow process. And because of that, there's an internal struggle of both losing control and the need to gain control. Fully trusting God is an interesting topic for another podcast, but what it reminds me of is that I have a lot of work to do in my walk with him. My hope for this year's podcast is for developing a closer relationship with God, one that makes you stop second guessing where you're headed, one that gives you a clearer path so you can stop feeling stuck in life. One that maybe even gets you excited about facing each new day. But above all, I hope that it gives you the knowledge of how to live in perfect unity with God as the center of your heart and your life. So I began a planner in a journal this year. There's a social media group where many of the people have selected a word for the year, something that will be their main focus for their lives. Through using a Christian word generator, the one that came to me was presence. Not like gift presence, but living in God's presence. At first, I wasn't fully behind the word. I wanted something that felt more life-altering and more concise. But as the first week of January played out, I began to realize that not only was it the most fitting word, it was the exact word I needed for the year. Because I began to realize, after reflecting on the past few years, that what was lacking in my life was my feeling like I was in the presence of God, that I wasn't always seeking his presence, and that all I really wanted to do was feel that I was in his presence. It's a simple word generator, and it's nothing magical, but yet I can't help but embrace that word as being everything I need for the coming year. I've had moments in my life when I've been able to experience the warmth and the aching that comes with feeling near near to God. It comes over me with really big emotions. I would relate it to families who have loved ones who come home from the military after being gone for months or years and just running into the arms of the person that you love while weeping because there's both a joy in being in their presence, but you also realize how much time you're away from them and you miss them. That's what experiencing the nearness of God does for me. And I'm sure it's a little different for everyone. Kind of makes me think of the song, I Can Only Imagine, 
Will I stand in your glory, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah, or will I be able to sing it all? What we experience the moment God enters our life or makes his presence felt is different depending on our circumstances or our need for him at the time. But when we truly get to see him face to face, though, yeah, I can only imagine. Psalm 140 verse 13. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. This was a psalm from David to be delivered from the wickedness of evil. Some days, I feel like it's me against the world, of the evil of it, of the people I come in contact with that makes my day challenging, from people who want to say wicked things or do wicked things. It's easy to get discouraged in this life and let that change your mind about what you think God can do and what he will do. But truly being in his presence through our prayers and thanksgiving is our only weapon against the evil of this world. What are we willing to do to find him? With that in mind, the only logical place to start this year out is with God. Otherwise, what are we both doing here? This is, after all, a podcast about growing near to God. So let's talk about that. Having a close relationship with God can be confusing. For a lot of people, they don't grow up with the understanding of what that looks like. You may have even gone to church for years and not really know what that consists of. I believe what God has to offer us in our daily lives is so much more than we know or even can imagine. Yet we don't take the time to fully experience all of that because we don't know any better. Like for me, I know the importance of the Bible. I know it's a collection of stories about people who experience both the goodness and the wrath of God. I know it's a collection of stories and laws, the birth and the resurrection of Jesus, and explain that God loves us and so, so much more. But what I fail to understand is that our relationship with God is the Bible. We don't have a physical person here on earth to sit with and hug, to have a conversation with that is as clear as you and me sitting across from one another. But our relationship is with someone who speaks to us in different ways. And the only way to get to know this person is through their words and stories, and those can only be found in the Bible. If you were to sit down with someone from a nursing home, you may come across a person who loves to relive their past. You're going to hear stories about all the things they've done, experienced, and gone through. You'll begin to develop an appreciation for who they are, and you'll get to know them. The more you come back to listen to them and their stories, the closer you would become to them. The more you would understand their heart, and the harder the loss is when they go, and you developed a relationship with them. That's the Bible. That's the conversation between you and God. You know what to expect from him because you know what he's capable of. You know his character because you've read about it. Yes, the Bible can be confusing, and no, you're not always going to understand what he's saying. You also may not always understand what the elderly person is saying, but as the stories come out, you begin to put the pieces together and understand more and more. If you want to draw closer to God, you have to read his word. One day at church isn't enough. And if you don't go to church, then where are you even connecting with God and his word? If you read your Bible, do you do it every day? Do you have a study you're working on, including other books to consider other ways to understand his word? 
I don't believe you can ever read it enough, study it enough, or discover everything in there. It's never ending. It's the living word, not the read it once and that's enough book. It will breathe new life into you every time you open it. And that's step number one. What I want you to consider for this coming year is how close do you feel to God? In your everyday life, do you feel like you trust him enough to answer your prayers? Do you feel like he's going to be there to take care of things for you? Do you believe that he cares for you and has a plan for your life? Or do you find yourself worried about life? Do you find yourself worried about the thought of dying one day? Do you feel consumed with grief or depression? Do you feel lost and alone? Are you lonely? Do you question your purpose in life or where you should be headed? Do you feel stuck? I know for myself, I find that I second guess many of the things going on in my life. I feel the need to plan and prepare for impending doom or even just try and put my life together in some way so I don't feel like I'm stuck in one place. And it's not that I don't trust that God is capable of leading me on the right path, but I don't always hear what he has to say. And partly because I'm so busy planning things out myself, but mostly because I find ways to consume my time that has little to do with God and everything to do with wasting time on other things that don't matter and don't benefit my life. For a while, I wasn't attending church or fully understanding the importance of that in my life, assuming that my belief in God was enough or that I could navigate a life with God without sharing and experiencing him with others. I can make all the excuses in the world, how I don't have the time or I don't know what I need to do. But the Bible makes it clear. Read the Bible, pray, follow God's words. The rest of it that we don't understand, that's the part God begins to make clear when we clear up our lives from all the distractions and the clutter and spend our time in his presence. So I guess the thing you have to ask yourself right now, is that what you're doing? Do you have time with God every day? Do you connect with other believers? Do you live your life in a way that is pleasing to God, or do you have some work to do? Do you experience the presence of God in your everyday life, or do you feel like you desire more of Him? It's a challenging world we live in right now. I was just thinking about this this morning before I got out of bed. How much of the time do you experience God in your daily life throughout your interaction with others? Do you live somewhere or work somewhere that you feel confident in being able to talk to people about God? Could you talk to the person at the checkout counter about God? Do you feel his presence in your daily interactions? I can think of a time when that answer was no, that most people that I was around, they were grumpy and angry or bitter. And so it's easy to fall into the same trap of being grumpy, angry, and bitter. It's no wonder we have a hard time being in God's presence because his presence is not lingering in the lives of a lot of the people that we interact with daily. You can get stuck in a pattern of negativity about your life, which in turn changes your mind about who God must be. It becomes a prison and a trap that's hard to get out of. What you do while you're there determines how God's going to work in your life. Do you continue to praise him and believe while you're in the dark places? Or do you fall further and further into believing that your situation is hopeless and fall further and further away from God? 
And if you didn't grow up in a family that lived a life connected to God in truly true relationship, how do you even know what that's like? Do you go through the traditions of what you've learned and what you believe is your path to God? Like, I go to church each Sunday, and I pray for before each meal, and I do all the things that my church tells me to do. While those aren't bad things to do, have they simply become actions you do like a robot, or do they have feeling and meaning behind them? Do you pray with your heart, or do you repeat the same prayer without thinking about it and truly allowing the Holy Spirit to be present in that moment? Do you even know how to do that? Do you go to church, get your coffee, sing some songs, yawn through the pastor's word, talk to those people you know, and then leave feeling like your obligation is completed? Or do you go with an expectant heart that you will experience the presence of God in worship and devour the words of your pastor to understand the heart of God so you can strengthen your relationship with him? I can't speak on your life, but I believe many of us have become complacent. And as they preached at my church last week, we often settle for a good enough mentality when it comes to our relationship with God. But is it? Do you really want your relationship with him to be good enough? Do you want your life to just be good enough? Or do you long for the very best that God has to offer? There may be a need for you to eliminate something in your life that separates you from God. Maybe it's spending too much time watching TV or losing sight of who you are because you're, you're constantly comparing yourself to others. Maybe you spend more time asking the opinion of other people and getting advice from other people than getting the advice from God. Maybe you put far too big of an expectation on someone else in your life to do what God should be doing in your life. What comes to mind when you think about the people or the situations or choices in your life that may separate you from developing trust and relationship with God? I had and still have these great ideas on how to get healthy and have this great year taking care of my physical and mental health needs. And while I don't think God has a problem with me wanting to do these things, they often can be different than how I envisioned them. The path to get there might end up being more of a challenge than I had initially anticipated. That great workout program I had lined up may get waylaid because my back decided to go out, which is a true story. Your path to God will take the same ups and downs. There will be times when you feel completely on track and excited and ready to take on the world with confidence. And there's going to be other times you might feel defeated. I was just reading through Exodus, where the Israelites were in the desert making their way out of Egypt, and the Egyptians were coming after them because once again, Pharaoh decided he didn't want to let them go. The Israelites here, they're finally being let out of slavery, and then they find themselves in a situation where they think they're free only to face an oncoming army, thinking, really God, you brought us out of slavery to be killed in the desert? But then Moses pirated the Red Sea and they made it through the other side with God's promises. The situation might look grim. Even though you think it's going to be clear sailing, you're going to face some trials along the way. How close is your relationship with God to know that he's going to take you right through those? Do you cry out in grief believing the worst? Or do you feel peace believing the best is yet to come and that God will protect you? 
that's hard to do, isn't it? Especially when we don't fully understand how God works. But let's get back to that. Do you know how God works? We may never fully understand, but we can get to know him better by studying who he is and spending time with him. Now, maybe that sounds frustrating to you. Maybe it doesn't make sense. How can reading the Bible or going to church or finding books that help me better understand God and scripture really help? That's the crazy thing about God. He reveals that when we seek him, seek and ye shall find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Yeah, it doesn't make sense when I say it out loud, but when my words are followed by action, those answers begin to come. Just like that Bible verse promises. In my stubbornness, I would hear people tell me I had to do all those things. I went through a childish rebellion about church and the Bible and spending time with God because I thought I knew what it was all about and I thought I was doing all that was right only to still feel lost. And you know what? I was wrong. I wasn't doing it right. And I'll probably never do it completely right, but my way wasn't working. And if you still are feeling lost and alone and depressed and anxious and worried, then you have to step out in faith and try a different route. What's the point in doing the same thing at that point? Maybe right now you're just angry with God because it seems like he doesn't answer you. Then find a book about understanding how God talks to you. Find a blog and another blog where someone's talking about feeling like God doesn't answer you. Become an expert on the topic and God will reveal himself and answer that if you do not cease in finding him. Do it differently. Make a drastic change in your way of doing things. For me, it's to stop making excuses and wasting time on things that don't benefit me. Less time wasting. More time meditating on God's word. More time praying. More time studying him. And that's just a few things. I fully expect that come 2024, the way I interact with God, what I've learned about him and how I live my life is going to be dramatically different because I know there's more out there for me to experience and I'm tired of the good enough mentality that has held me back for so many years. I know that God has asked so much more of me this year. If you believe there's more you can and should do in your walk with God, I encourage you to make that known to him. Maybe you don't know how, or maybe you don't know where to start. Maybe the entire reason that this has been laid on my heart this year is so that we can work through this together and encourage one another. My hope for you is that you get to know the heart of God this year, and in doing that, find the perfect peace that God has for you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray for anyone who's listening today that longs to feel your presence in their life. Someone who's been feeling alone, who's maybe been feeling like you haven't answered their prayers. Maybe they're just feeling stuck and they don't know where they're supposed to go next. Maybe they've been on in a season of waiting, waiting for you to answer what's next for their life. God, I just ask that you open up their hearts to receive the words that you have for them of maybe what changes they need to make or what study they should look at that's going to help them in their walk with you. 
And God, if they're searching for a church family or someone in their life who can share the gospel with them, I just pray that you give them clarity of where they should go or bring people into their life that can help them in that way. God, I thank you for all you're going to do for us in 2023. And I thank you for all of your blessings. Amen. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I look forward to what God will put on my heart to share with you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. You can subscribe, if you've not already done so, on most podcasting services. If you'd like to help me spread God's promises to others, please consider rating this podcast in the app you're listening with and leave a review. This helps my podcast be recommended to more people looking for inspirational, faith-based podcasts. If you'd like to know more about my ministry or my music or would like to connect on social media, you can visit me on my website, www.shannonrains.com. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-R-E-I-G-N-S.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at S Rains Music.